Pro Talk with ProTech, digging deep to learn the stories, lessons, and accomplishments of experts in the real estate industry. Good morning, everyone, and welcome to another episode of Pro Talk with ProTech. I'm your host, Ashley, and today our special guest is Stephen Huffman with the North Star team of Along and Foster. How are you, Stephen? I'm fantastic, Ashley. Thanks so much for having me. Of course, of course. And thank you so much for being on our show today. Absolutely. So I would just like to start off on a quick icebreaker. So tell me, two truths and a lie. What are you picking? Okay. All right. So truth number one. My grandfather owned his own real estate brokerage. Uh, truth number two, uh, I lived in Australia for six months. And truth number three, I, wa- became, I was fourth in the World Series of Poker in 2002. Hmm. You got a good poker face, so I'm going to say the last one's true. Okay. Um... I'm gonna say Australia. I don't know. Australia. Nope, actually, um, I did live in Australia for six months. Which oh, was okay. Awesome. Great experience. Uh, met a lot of amazing people. Got to see a lot of different cool stuff. Uh, and that was my junior year of college. Nice. Uh, so, studied abroad there. Um, I did not. Uh, I, I was never in the, the World Series of Poker. Really? Uh, wow, you got a good <laughs> poker face. I, you would have fooled me. Uh, I love the World Series of Poker back in the day, and I had a friend who won the World Series of Poker. But um, I never participated in the World Series. But that'd be cool. Um, but no, I, I never did that. My grandfather did have a uh, his own real estate brokerage. Okay. So that was, uh, you know, I was a little, I was a wee lad when, when that was going on. But, um, you know, my mom got into real estate um, and, and joined his brokerage. And now she's still in real estate. And um, over in Montgomery County, close to D.C. And I'm over here in Howard County. Um, where my main office is anyway, and um, so I still get to work with her from time to time. But uh, but yeah, so that's that's kind of it. So nice, yeah, nice. Absolutely, well, it's always good when it runs in the family. Comes yeah. comes a bit more natural, you know. Absolutely, <laughs> absolutely. So I love to start off on a positive note. So tell me something that's good happened to you recently. What is good that's happened to me recently? What? Um, well, I got to do a, a little bit of traveling this year, um, which has been fun. So I've been to, went to Costa Rica for a wedding, which oh. was a lot of fun, a uh, blast. Got to stay in my first all-inclusive, which um, people have been telling me for years has been amazing. And um, they were right. It's <laughs> absolutely fantastic. Um, it is. Know, yeah, you get to home. We had our own little private butler for a few days and nice. get to live like a king pretty much for, for a handful <laughs> of days. And so that was awesome. Um and then, you know, I ran into a, a couple friends recently who have done cruise. I haven't, I've haven't never done a cruise. Have you ever done a cruise? Yes, I have. Like two years ago, actually right before the pandemic. Okay. So. What'd you think? I loved it. Okay. I went to the Bahamas and okay. I was All right. sold. So that's <laughs> the next step on the vacation hotline is for, first we went to, we did the all-inclusive, which we've been dying to do for a long time. Yeah. Um, and, you know, we just got into that for a wedding. And thank you for my friends, Kareem and Lynette, for inviting us to that, because otherwise probably still wouldn't have done one. <laughs> um, and then now, now next is cruise. So we'll see when we, uh, when we get there, but we're planning another vacation, neither one, neither all-inclusive or cruise here, um, at the end of the month. So that should be a good time. And funny enough, I get, I'm going back to Costa Rica, but, um, <laughs> but no, um, any other good things that have happened to me recently? Um, no, I mean, um, just enjoying the summer, you know, uh, 
went to Ocean City for a couple days. That was great. Beautiful nice. weather. Got to see some friends. Um, yeah, just little mini vacations here and there. And, and then other than that, just, you know, working, working hard. And how about you? Give me what's what's one positive thing that happened to you recently? But other um, than being able to sit down with me. I'm not of kidding. course. Of course. Uh, no. It's actually funny that you said that. I um I actually kind of went through the same route as you. I I had a uh, destination wedding I went to in Jamaica, and that was awesome. all inclusive. Cool. Was that fun? Yeah, it was amazing. It was a blast. Yeah. I I, uh, I love Jamaica. That's always a really fun, tropical theme. And sure. I'd love I, to check it out, yeah. Yeah, you definitely have to. It's yeah. definitely a good time. Something that's good that's happened to me recently is, um, well, my dog is, is now two and a half. And um, yeah, happy he, half birthday to you. Yeah, he, he he's he's growing up on me. Oh my god, okay. he's almost gonna be three. So he's uh he made a new friend, and that's what's good for me. Awesome. <laughs> what kind of dog do you? Have? I have a husky pit. Okay, yes, very cool. Uh, husky pit. I don't know if you don't hear about that every day. Oh, uh, he. I see why now. <laughs> <laughs> they are excited all the time. Sure. Oh my goodness. <laughs> awesome. Cool. Yeah. Well, well sounds good. I'm glad you are working and uh, enjoying your time. So. I guess tell me a little bit more about uh, your past life. How did you get here? Uh, so, grew up in the area. Grew up in Laurel, Maryland, right off of 216. Um, went to school at Reservoir. I don't know if any of your listeners know where that is, but so far. <laughs> yeah. um, went to Towson University for college. Uh, loved that. Had a blast there. Um, and uh, graduated with business economics. And then... Uh, so my mom, like I, like I said before, my mom was in real estate. I didn't know what I wanted to do when I got out of college, uh, and I met with her, and she's like, "Why don't you try and get your real estate license? Why don't you get your real estate license? Try." She's like, "Why don't you get it? Um, why don't you get your real estate license? See if you like that. You know, I really like it." She was a manager over in Bethesda at the time, and um, so I got it and tried it out for. She said, "Try it out for a year. If you like it, great. If you don't, do something else." And I did, and I loved it, and now. Twelve years later, here we are, still slinging homes. Uh, no, uh, still, still out there uh, trying to help people buy and sell homes, and um, and you know it worked out really well for me because I got in young. When I got in young, um, you know, I was twenty one. There was no, there wasn't a lot of young people in the business. It right. was it was a uh, um, you know m- most of the people in it were forty and up, um, mm-hmm. and that was in probably even fifty and up at the time, and. Um, you know, over the last, probably even over the last five to seven years, it's become um, a much younger uh, population of, of realtors and, and people who are in that in this business. So it's it's been great. I mean, you know, I think you should have a, a variation of people who are younger and people who are older. So, you know, you get different perspectives and the consumer has a choice on who they want to use. If they want to use someone who's a little young, a little vibrant, a little more energy, mm-hmm. um, or if they want to use someone who's um, you know been around for a while. I mean, you just have options. Um, mm-hmm. So I really like the diversity in the industry, um, age-wise um, yeah. and otherwise. You know, but it's it's really expanded. I think um, based on you know who who's in the business. So I, I like that about what's what's happened over the last several years. Yeah, um, that's kind of how I got into it. Good, yeah. good, good. I definitely do agree. There's definitely an influx of young people really uh in the game now it's a, it's actually really surprising i didn't never think it was going to be like that <laughs> yeah yeah i mean i think it also has a lot to do with teams um yeah you know where mm-hmm. people have been starting you know again 10 10 to 15 years ago there just wasn't a lot of teams it was individual people who are you know who are trying to make it on their own and trying to do things on their own mm-hmm. and um you know 
shortly after that, I guess around 2015, kind of became 2015. Wow, you're, you're in. Yeah. So like 2015, I think was the emergence of like people starting to build these these bigger teams where mm-hmm. you know the people who were more experienced could help the people who were newer in the game. Right. They had some processes in place for that, I think, but the teams really like you know the the team leader has incentive to help people who are new, mm-hmm. and that kind of grew. And then you know I think. And they were in recruiting younger people because right. they knew they could teach them and they knew they had a lot of energy and they could do well. Um, and that kind of helped the industry, I think, coming a little younger, which has been nice. Yeah, definitely has. Definitely have. So where would you say most of your business really comes from? What really sets you apart here? Um, well, I think most of my business comes from, you know, I got in the business to really help my friends and, and family. And mm-hmm. um, that's where most of my business comes from. I mean, I... My, I get a lot of business from doing things that I love and one of those things is, is marketing. I really enjoy marketing and and you know putting myself out there. But the other thing is just like networking through, you know, different friend groups and that kind of thing. I like to I like to party. Um, <laughs> so no, I like to, to go to social events, you know, and social events have changed through the years, whether it's been, you know, originally it was, you know, your twenty fifth birthday or thirtieth birthday. Now it's more I have, you know, I have a daughter um, who's almost two, and so I have a lot of friends who have, you know, their uh, baby showers to, you know, one-year-old birthdays, to two-year-old birthdays, to three-year-old birthdays. So now the, we're having the birthdays of the kids. So I went from the birthdays to the adults to now the birthday of the kids. We had a lot of weddings, but I like kind of like, you know, I love the social stuff. It's yeah. a lot of fun, meeting new people, Definitely. Uh, hanging out with your friends that you already have, you know, strengthening those relationships. Uh, and I, so that's kind of what I like to do. I like to kind of jump around and meet new people and, and you know, hang out with the people I know already, that kind of thing. So of that's probably where most of my business comes from. Um, um, I mean, as far as like setting myself apart, you know, I, I really like to have, um, I think a handful of things. I mean, I, like I said, I've been doing it for a little bit, so the knowledge is there. I've really focused on the relationship and mm-hmm. um, not necessarily, you know, I'm here to kind of work however my client my customer wants me to work right if, if they um, you know if um, you know getting their parents involved is super important to them then I want to make sure we get their parents involved that early right. at an early time if um, you know the numbers are super important to them I want to make sure we get them in front of a loan officer really early just so they're com- comfortable with everything mm-hmm. um, you know just kind of like talking to my customers and kind of seeing, you know, what are their hesitations? What are their concerns? What are their mm-hmm. worries? Um, that's on the buyer end. On the listing end, um, also, you know, how, how people like to communicate, right? Mm-hmm. So, like, some people like phone calls, some people like text messages, some people like email. Really trying to figure out how they like to communicate best mm-hmm. so that I can kind of give them that communication. Do they want to be, they want to check in every week? Do they want to check in every day? You know, kind of figuring that out and just making sure that, um, you know, custom, uh, personalizing their uh customer service to how how they want it to be Mm -hmm. um so really just kind of getting to know my customers and trying to make sure that that i give them the best service possible Um, and not yeah not you know some some agents uh are more transactional we try to get this done and other agents are more relational we want to make sure the customer's happy so that they refer um they refer me or they refer us to, you know, their friends and family. And, you know, that's, that's usually the best way to go about it for most businesses, um, Mm -hmm. who are, who in the customer service industry, I think is just to be more relational, make sure, Mm -hmm. um, they're happy so that they were comfortable referring us to other people. 
Right, definitely, definitely. I agree. You know, everyone likes to be talked to as a person, <laughs> you know, not just a customer. So definitely giving them that uh, personal Huffman experience. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> That's the goal, right? Definitely is. Definitely is. So uh, what's something that you valued as a new agent? What's something that I valued as a new agent? Yeah. Um, I think just uh, as a new agent, I really just needed to I mean, I think most people just want to learn um, the mm-hmm. business. And... So yeah, when I started, I just wanted to to um, kind of know as much as I could about um, the all the parts of our business, right? I mean, there's so many different things going on. We yeah. wear so many different hats. So whether it's knowing how to deal with with the people, knowing how to how to uh, you know the tr- the contract that we deal with, uh, knowing homes themselves. I mean, I I didn't know anything about homes when I got in the business. That was kind of like my, my worry. Is like, mm-hmm. I, I don't I'm an 20, I've never owned a home. Right. Or 21, I don't know, whatever age I was. Whatever. Um, but I, I didn't know anything about homes. So I really had to kind of dive in and, and sit out a lot of home inspections um, where the inspector would kind of go through the house and kind of tell them about the house. And I had to listen. Like, I wasn't just for the customers, for me, too. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I still do that today. I still go to home inspections and, and, and ask questions when I'm there. Um, and I have a pretty good grasp on everything, but... Um, you know, I just want to, I'm never going to, you're never going to know everything. Um, yeah. but you got to know enough to where when you're walking through a home with a customer, you can point certain things out. If there's, a, if you, you know, if you see it, see an issue and you right. can find a point out or just see something that's worth noting. Um, mm-hmm. so yeah, I mean, I, I think knowledge was, was number one when I first started, it was just trying to gain as much knowledge as I could about everything that we deal with. Um, and, um, you know, I don't know if that was the most important thing, but it definitely was important to me. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I think, you know, when I talk to new new agents, is the first thing I talk about is to getting, uh, you know, reaching out to the people that you know and, and letting them know that you're in the business and that you're backed by an experienced agent if you're on a team or if you're on my team. But so, you know, getting, out, getting yourself out there, people know that you're in the business, that you can help them with their needs and all that stuff. But for me, it was it was just getting to know the business itself and getting to know homes and, and that mm-hmm. kind of thing. Nice, nice, yep. nice. Definitely need some good direction, and uh, we always like to, to do that as well. You know, it's not just for the client, right? You know, we love when our relatives come out and love the experience and just learn a little bit more. Mm-hmm. We all can, you know, have a different ear to have a different tone to what we're hearing. Yeah, absolutely. So, just over the years, you probably have quite the advice since you, your family has been in real estate for a while. So what are some of the best and worst advice that you've received so far? From um, a perspective of being a realtor or from the perspective for home buyers or sellers or what do you think? The best the world advice is your oyster. in the world. <laughs> um, oh Lord. So um, I think um, some of the best advice uh, that some of the best advice I got was to, um, you know, be around people who, you know, who you want to aspire to be essentially, um, just mm-hmm. make sure that you surround yourself with people who are, um, who are knowledgeable, who are helpful. Um, just anyone that who has, who have positive attitudes, um, you know, just surround yourself with people who, who you know, you, you want to be in the future. Uh, and if you find that the people that you're around all the time 
are no longer some of these things, then you need to find new people to, to surround yourself with. Mm-hmm. Um, and because, you know, you feed off of, of the people that you spend the most time with, right? So right. the energy that they give off, the, the knowledge and skills that they give off, I mean, that's all going to rub onto you over time. So no, that's not saying that you need to ditch them as friends or ditch them as coworkers or whatever, but it just means that maybe you spend a little bit more time with somebody else. You know, right. but just to really try and find people that you aspire to be or that you aspire to be and be like mm-hmm. um, and just surround yeah. yourself with with those people. Um, I think energy is it, or just positive attitude and positive vibes is probably more important than even the knowledge and skills, um, because yes. that's really going to rub off on you. And um, you need to keep positive. I mean, there's enough negative stuff going on in this going on in, in the world. And um, the more positive energy and and um an attitude that you can bring to the table. I mean, that's that's a that's a real value to yourself and to other people. Definitely is, and people yeah. definitely see it. Yeah, <laughs> they definitely do. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, the worst advice I got: um, don't buy that home. Um, <laughs> you know, I had a, a friend who's in the business, and I was looking to buy my house, buy my first house when I was, I guess, twenty five or something like that. Mm-hmm. And he's like, "You shouldn't do it. You, you know, you shouldn't do it." Uh, and I was pretty adamant about doing it, and because you know, you know, I had I was living with my parents at the time, and mm-hmm. um, yeah, they thought, you know, man, you know, they were a little more pe- pessimistic about what was going on in the economy and other things, and um, but no, I mean, I think if you have um, a really uh, a really good work ethic and um, and uh, and determined attitude, then you can you can take some some risks. Um, you just have to be, you have to know what the risks are, mm-hmm. you know, you just have to be knowledgeable about what risk you're taking and you have to have a plan B, right? Mm-hmm. And if you have a plan B and you're, you're, you understand the, the, um, the risks that you're taking, then sometimes you got to take risks. Uh, and I did, and that worked out perfectly. Um, and I love my first house and I still have it and I still own it as a rental property. And that kind of set myself up and my, um, attitude up for for growing myself a little bit more so i think mm-hmm. you know you got to get when you're making a big decision you get advice from a couple different people but know who but you know think about all the advice you get and then know who to listen to and then know who not to i mean you know use your brain mm-hmm. a little bit you can't you can't listen to everyone so yeah you yeah. definitely gotta take it with a grain of salt yeah. and uh definitely like know your risk and know how much you're willing to take right and that's like a big thing i feel like some people, you know, tend to neglect. So I definitely get that. Yeah, absolutely. What about you? Some of the best advice um, you got and some of the worst advice you got. I honestly would say, yeah, pay attention to your circle. Mm-hmm. It really affects your outlook, your mm-hmm. outlook on life and your outlook on every day. You know, it's so easy to feed into that real negative portion. There's so much, there's so much negativity all around. Right. And it's just so easy to just give into that. But it's even harder to, you know, give into that positive attitude and, you know, keep going. And definitely being in the real estate industry, got to keep that positive energy up. I mean, look, you can't go into every listing saying, oh, I don't know if I'm going to get this. I don't know if I'm not. You're here. Yeah. You're here to make it. You're here to, you know. Confidence is key, right? <laughs> yeah. You're here to put yourself out there. Yeah. So um, tell me some of the things that you're passionate outside of realty. Um, so I'm, I'm big into... Personal finance, actually, that's probably my number two. Um, I really, uh, you know, when I when I first bought my house and when I started to 
uh, do well in real estate. Um, I mean, well is all relative, but when I started to make a couple dollars, uh, I didn't know where, what to do with it. No idea. Mm-hmm. Just, you know, having, what do I do? What do I do with it? I have no idea. So, um, you know, I asked a couple of people like, what do I do with this? How do I do it? What, how do I invest it? What do I do? And then that kind of over the last several years just kind of me led down, led me down a circle of the whole personal finance, uh, wheel of, you know, mm-hmm. how to, how to manage money, you know, how to manage your day to day expenses, how to, how to, um, how to invest, how to, uh, to make money, how to save money, how to invest money. And so I've become pretty passionate about that kind of stuff. I mean, I, I also have been around a lot of people who have uh, poor managers of money. And mm-hmm. that's kind of one of those things that, um, you know, you can notice and you can try and help. Um, it just depends on your situation and how your relationship mm-hmm. with that person. Right. Um, but then, you know, I've also been around a lot of people who have done really well. Um, so I've seen both sides of the coin and I've kind of noticed there is a, a pretty big, um, you know, the gap in my opinion in, in the world and in, in the U.S. But in, um, well, I'll say the world, but the U.S. specifically is widening just because there are a lot of people who are good at the people who are good at it, the people who are knowledgeable about it do really well. And the people that aren't don't <laughs> and uh, are, are living yeah, paycheck to paycheck. And I know that can be very stressful um, for a lot of people. So. I mean, that's probably one of my passions. I, re- I really get into that. I really like learning about that. Hopefully in the long run, I can I can do something to help, um, you know, educate people. I think education is the big equalizer in that, yeah, in that realm. Definitely is. Um, whereas, you know, a lot of people try to push like stimulus and just giving people money and, um, and all this stuff to try and, you know, bridge the gap, which never does, in my opinion, it, you know, because if you, if money doesn't really do anything if you don't know how to use it. You don't exactly. know how to, what to do with it. So just educating people on, on different types of investments, um, how to manage it so that they have money to invest. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, there's, there's a bunch of different um, aspects of personal finance that I think are really interesting. And mm-hmm. um, so, yeah, I think that would be my number two. Um, outside of that, I want to travel. I want to travel a good bit. Mm-hmm. My wife um, loves to travel. So, um that would probably be number three. Um, just trying to get to see a bunch of stuff and experience new cultures and learn new things and yeah, see yeah. people's different perspectives and just all that good stuff. So nice. I think that would be real estate, personal finance, travel. There we go. Those One, are two. those are definitely some good top three. Top threes. Go. It seems like you read a lot of a lot of finance books as well. You want to throw any out there? Um, oh my God, there's so many of them. Um, you know. I think the one one of the ones that got me into it, and I think everybody could tell you this would be Rich Dad Poor Dad. Um, is always as a good book. Um, I do like um, some aspects of Dave Ramsey. So I mean, Total Money Makeover is great for people who are um, you know wanting to make sure they start they either start off on the right foot or they're struggling with some debt mm-hmm. and they want to get out of debt. So that's a good one there. Um, the Wealthy Barber is good. I uh, just read that one the other day. Uh, that one was great. I probably have about 20 other. There's, there's one called Give and Take. Um, talks about. Ooh, I haven't heard that one. Give and Take mm. is good. Um, it plays off of The Go-Giver. Have you ever read The Go-Giver? No, I haven't heard that one. All either. right, so The Go-Giver is number one. It's a short read. Fantastic. Talks mm. about giving. Okay. Um, and uh, it's, it's a great read. So that number one, too. The follow-up to that is called Give and Take. And it talks a little bit about how, um, you know, the most prosperous people in the world aren't necessarily... Um, the givers, takers, or matchers, but they're they're givers, 
but they, they take care of themselves first. Mm-hmm. So yeah. they're not selfless givers where you see somebody who just gives themselves, gives themselves, gives themselves, gives themselves, and they have nothing left for themselves. Right. And, and you know, they, they're beaten down and now they don't have a, a now they don't have, uh, you know, time or energy or, or resources to help anyone anymore. So now they're yeah. just in a bad position. But it's someone that makes sure that they're okay, that takes care of themselves, mm-hmm. right? So it does self-care, essentially, yeah. right? And then uses any additional time they have to give to other people, right, right? Right, right, So you want to make sure that you're taken care of because the better you're taken care of, then now you have the ability to help tons right, of other people, right? right? right. It's kind of almost like make sure you put your life mask, you put your mask on first so that you can breathe. Or whatever the thing is with the air on the airplane, um, and then you can help other people put their stuff right. on. So, right, right, um, right. so that's that's a that's a great book, and kind of goes through the different different types of, of people and and um, how uh, they prosper or or they don't prosper. So, mm. I would read that one. That's a good one. Yeah, I, I like that concept. I was listening to one about that kind of that same concept of you know you have that hundred percent. You need to give those five percent out. You know generously but you know just at a time where you're not going to be so stressed out you know and don't have anything for yourself so absolutely definitely gonna have to give that one a read that one sounds so good okay so just if you were a new realtor again and you had to possess any daily habit what would you want them to be implementing new daily habit um I really like the idea of coming in and making five five phone calls off the bat. And five phone calls or text messages. Five phone calls and if someone doesn't answer, shoot them a text message. And the new, and it doesn't have to be to a potential client or anything, but it just gets you going in the morning, right? Mm-hmm. It could be to your best friend. It could be to... Um, to uh, uh, someone, a home inspector, it could be to a lender, ask them a question, um, you know, but just just start networking, start talking to people, uh, mm-hmm. and it really just gets your brain going, you know, think of think of things you want to learn, or think, think of, or set up a lunch, or set up a, a coffee, but just making those five text messages or phone calls in the morning to just get, 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 get rolling, and mm-hmm. that's just a great habit, I think, to start early. Early on, so I would do that, and then I would write five personal notes. I mean, getting to write personal notes to show your gratitude or, um, you know, anything like that, and at the beginning of the day, I think is huge. Just to, um, you know, it just it lets people know that you're thinking of them and that you appreciate them, and it's just a good way to build connections. So I would say five phone calls, five notes. If you can get that done every day in the in the in the morning or whenever you start your day. I think that would be huge just to just to get 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 everything rolling and then tackle all your other stuff. If you can get that done the first hour, then you're you're leaps and bounds ahead of everybody else in the business. Yeah, definitely. Mm-hmm. Be a person, guys. Like literally just be a person. Mm-hmm. You know, take those extra steps. And that's actually one I haven't even heard yet on the podcast, so I'm very glad you uh, shared that with of us. Course, of course. <laughs> yeah. Uh so since you've been in the real estate game for quite some time, tell me some of the craziest experiences. Oh, whoa, man. Crazy experiences. Be here all day. Um, I had a house. Uh, hmm. Where does, which one do we start with? I had a house where we put it on the market. Um, it was a high price point. It was over a million, like a million and a half. And we put it on that market and we got an offer within a day. And it was, I think, like... I don't know, 
$50,000 under what we listed it for, which in a percentage was very, very low of mm -hmm. what it was listed for. Now, this was not in the, this was maybe five or six years ago. So this was not in the crazy 2021 market or any of that kind of stuff. Right. Um, but we got a great offer and everything was good. And they couldn't, they were $10,000 apart on price. And all of a sudden my seller told me to take it off the market. He didn't want to deal with he didn't want to deal with this guy. He didn't want to deal with anybody other guy. And I was like, literally, we're we're so close, and we this has only been on the market for one day. And um, he he did. We took it off the market. Um, but I knew when we I didn't fight him much because I knew when we took it off the market, the buyer would come back and and cave on the. But it was just such a, a abrupt. Uh, conversation that the guy had with me I was just kind of shocked that uh that would even you know I, I could understand telling him a hard no but just taking Dig the whole off. house the com market completely like and there's two other <laughs> showings scheduled there was all this other stuff we'd spent thousands of dollars on on marketing the house and he's like I'm not selling it I'm done I'm out oh, and we ended up oh. selling it um, <laughs> To that, to that original offer, uh, you know, <laughs> oh, guess so, funny. Um, yeah, that was crazy. Um, another uh, crazy experience I had was a, an agent, and I'm not going to name any names, obviously here, but went out of town and asked me. I would love to talk to her about this again, but asked me to cover her settlement, and mm -hmm. uh, without making the story too long, I asked her. I was like, you know, is everything done? Are we good to go? Um, so we just, the, usually settlements should be pretty easy if you've mm -hmm. done everything right. Uh, 99% of the time mine are just people coming in, sign and you're good to go. You're good. Right. <laughs> uh, everybody's happy. We got the keys. We're rock, ready to rock. So I didn't think much of it. I asked her, is everything done? Is everything good to go? She said, yeah, everything's done. Everything's good to go. So I mean, I don't even, we'd have to be here all day for me to tell you the story. But <laughs> the settlement ended up lasting eight hours. Oh, wow. Um, people left. People came back. Attorneys were called. Um, there was the, uh, all sorts of extra people had to come in. Um, people got asked to leave. It was just the craziest. I, I cannot even make. I mean, the whole story is so bananas. I couldn't even. I couldn't make it up. But it was eight hours long. So it's supposed to be at one, and we ended up settling at nine p.m. Um, <laughs> it was Jesus. <laughs> it, was, I don't, it was so stressful. It was. Um, and we got done. Hey, and I called the agent afterwards, and I'm like, I got it done for her. I got it done for her. I mean, I had been talking to her through the eight hours because she yeah. was in whatever country she was in. Right. But I, you know, because I was trying to figure everything out, and I did. But, um, yeah, it was eight, eight, nine hours. She ended up giving me a couple uh couple bucks for the for the uh for the workout oh yes of course <laughs> like eight hours it's, yeah. oh my goodness usually it's about 45 minutes um and it was eight hours so it was, it was pretty wild it was pretty crazy yeah so i think those are the two stories that come to come to mind I, there's definitely been uh, i think every year there's at least one thing that that goes on that you're kind of like holy cow um you know that you just uh, would never believe if unless it actually happened. Um, so yeah, but th those are the two that came to mind right now. Yeah, definitely some good ones. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. So tell me something that someone said to you or did that was a very pivotal point in your career. Someone said to me or did that was a very pivotal point in my career. Uh, so. I think um, my, I think at the last somebody told me I, I 
that's not a good one. <laughs> um, I don't know. I, I don't really know if I've had too many um, like crazy moments that have led me to, to. I think it's been little moments over time, probably. Mm-hmm. Change your but, perspective. Um, yeah, but I mean, a couple things I've picked up that I really like. Uh, somebody said they. I was at a. You, you know, you pick up little tidbits from some of these conferences you go to or some of these masterminds you go to mm-hmm. and um someone said that they said like uh when someone reached out to them and asked how they are they say uh i'm great or, or they say they say good instead of saying good say something you know say something else and then say it without fail so i for years have now said i'm fantastic and i don't waver regardless of uh all right, I try not to waver. Say, don't waver. I try not to waver, regardless of how I'm feeling. Even if I'm right. not feeling great, I say fantastic anyway. And then, you know, when you say it enough times, you start to feel it. So, you do. Um, so I would, I would just say fantastic all the time, even if I'm dealing with a stressful situation or not feeling like in, in a good mood or something like that. I'd just say fantastic, and typically that would pull me out of whatever mood I'm in or whatnot. So, I really like that habit that I picked up. That mm-hmm. that was pretty cool. Um, yeah, that's a good one. Yeah, yeah I like yeah. that one. Positive um, affirmations. Yeah. What's that? I said, that's a good positive affirmation. Yeah, it's like you an aff- to, yeah, to say. It's like a daily affirmation that you say when people, and, you know, it's just, hey, how's it going? Oh, fantastic. How about you? So people got used to me saying yeah. this around here. And then, <laughs> then they don't, they like asking me because they're like, oh, he's always in a good mood. You know what I mean? So um, I kind of like that one. Um, I'm trying to think of any other, um, another friend, uh, when I go back to buying your first house, um, you know, said to me, uh, you know, my one friend said, don't do it. Right. So I was kind of, mm-hmm. so I talked to somebody else and he's like, Hey man, the worst thing you're going to do is take it from you. <laughs> hey, that's, like, that's so true. And that's a good point. And I'm like, you know, worst thing they're going to do is take it from you. I mean, yeah. I'm like, well, I mean, yeah, then I'll be right back to the drawing board. I'll be right back where I am now. So I, I thought that was uh, pretty cool from the buying and selling perspective. I mean, you know, the worst thing they're going to do is, Take it, it's, it's taken from you. So it's like, you don't have it now, you buy it. Worst thing you're going to do is take it back, you know, whatever. Right. So um, that kind of put risk in, in the perspective in that regard. But um, but yeah, I think that's all I got from all, off the top of my head. Those are good ones, though. <laughs> Even just on the top of your head. That was, hey. those were some pretty good ones. Right. There, there, there were, there were. What about you? You have, any, you have one that, that uh, um, is life-changing or any pivotal moments or anything like that? Honestly, I feel like I don't even want to like pity, piggyback off of you, but mm-hmm. honestly, you piggyback positive, off of me all day. <laughs> honestly, positive affirmations, you know, saying things about yourself to yourself, even though you don't feel it at that moment. Mm-hmm. Because, you know, ultimately, your mind is putting out about a thousand, a thousand thoughts a day. Sure. And only a couple stick. Yeah. So, you know, out of those thousands, you want something to be positive that you know keep you going through the day and you know mm-hmm. keep your keep your positivity up. It's so hard sometimes to to do so, and mm-hmm. uh, just putting those little nuggets in the day definitely help. I like it. Sounds great. <laughs> so, lastly, mm-hmm. I would love to ask you, what do you love most about what you do here? I like the. I mean, I love the relationships. I mean, that's my favorite thing. I think. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, it's just, just because I, I think personally, I, I like to keep up with my friends in general. I mean, so, uh, you know, getting to touch base with all my, my best friends and making new friends. And, uh, so it's kind of like your things that you would do, like, I think I would do anyway, but then now it's my job to do it. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. It's just to, just to, you know, maintain and build relationships. Right. So I, I think that's what I love the most. And then, you know, I really like, 
I like settlements too. Um, I have a confetti cannon that I shoot off during all my settlements. That's uh, fun. <laughs> so, yeah, I mean, I like to, you gotta make it fun, you know? And, yeah. and everybody in there, I mean, they're there to, uh, I mean, they're not there to have a good time, but this experience should not be, it's stressful. You know, you're mm-hmm. buying a, a, an asset or you're selling an asset that's worth hundreds of thousands of dollars. And sometimes the money gets in the way of little things here and there. And, and it can be stressful, but um, I mean, it should be fun, you know? I mean, everything should be fun. Buying cat furniture should be fun. I mean, you know what I mean? <laughs> the stuff that we make stressful should be fun. So, um, you know, I, I like trying to make I like trying to make it fun is kind of like a, a challenge for me. Just, even if, if a person's not like a I've run into all sorts of people. So running into people who aren't like the ex- exuberant, like fun loving people and mm-hmm. then trying to get them to have fun is like kinda of challenge for me. You know, yeah. like I get this person, oh, we're gonna shoot off confetti, we're gonna what do they like to drink? I'll bring it in. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Let's yeah. get this, let's get this, let's loosen this person up. Even if that might be out of their comfort zone. Mm-hmm. Usually I like everybody, I, I like to see smiles on the door, on the way out the door. And yeah. most of the time they're happy too because they bought or they, they, you know, you hit them, you help them hit their goal. You know, yeah. their goal was to buy or to Ultimately. sell a house. And mm-hmm. so they're pretty happy anyway. But, you know, I think the going the little extra mile is memorable and puts a big extra, little extra smile on their face on the way out and, and they have a good time with it. So I think that's, that's probably number one, building relationships. Number two, trying to get people to have fun when they're, when they're here. Definitely. Yeah. And I think definitely go hand in hand. So yeah, I think so. <laughs> yeah. so then they're, yeah, now they want to get back in contact. Now we're in a relationship. We're, we're continuing to build a relationship and, and so it's good. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. And good referrals, of course. There you go. <laughs> never too, never too busy for referrals. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Okay. Well, um, yes. Thank you so much, Stephen, for being on our show today. I really did appreciate it. You Absolutely. coming out. <laughs> Thank you so much for having me. I, I had a great time and it was good to get to know you a little and, uh, yeah, it was, it was fun. So thank you. Yes, of course, of course. And I hope everyone has a great day. And remember, if you're looking for a reliable inspection company, visit our website at protech-inspection.com and be sure to follow us on social media to learn a little bit more about our services. Bye for now. Thanks so much for tuning in to another episode of Pro Talk with ProTech. Be sure to subscribe to this podcast and follow ProTech Inspection Services on Instagram, Facebook, and LinkedIn.